Welcome to the Temple Baptist Church Podcast, coming to you from Swan River, Manitoba, Canada. This week, we join guest speaker Eckhart Rinsdorf, who works with the Gideons International. The gospel is still a wonderful thing. It goes around the world and it changes lives. And that's what we Gideons like to see. We're not after numbers. We don't really look anymore how many scriptures we give out. But we, <clears throat> we were seeding a seed and we see it sprout all over the world. And that makes us very happy as Gideons. If you, the international name for the Canadian Gideons is not Gideons Canada anymore, it is Share World. So just in case you, you heard this new term, this is our worldwide logo now for Canadian Gideons when we go out. Um, I'm gonna share the word later, and I have uh, my fellow Gideon, Marius Kiefer, with me here, and he'll be gonna sharing a little more on the impact of the gospel and why he is a Gideon. Thank you, good morning. As you said, my name is Marius Kiefer. Um, I joined the Gideons about I think eight or nine years ago. I am inspired by my grandfather who was with the Gideons for about 35 years, probably more. And um, I remember this, this one day, I was 10th grade, I was in school, and all of a sudden it knocks on the door, it rips wide open, my grandfather steps in, and I'm like, oh boy, he's gonna pick me up to work. I was shocked. <laughs> but he was there with the Gideons actually, and he shared uh, the Gideons and, and the word, and we all got uh, Gideon Bibles. And I had a good opportunity to um, testify or just uh, with my classmates, basically, and uh, telling them uh, that was an opportunity to, to tell them straight up that I'm a Christian and uh, how this Bible impacted my life and all that. And I was just inspired by my grandfather. So as soon as I was eligible at, I think, about 21 back in Germany, I, I joined the Gideons and ever since I've been with them. And the testimonies like we see in those videos are the ones that, that keeps a guy going, that keeps you motivated and inspired. And um, I have a little testimony I, I got sent here by the Gideons. I'd like to read this to you from a little girl in BC. And she writes, since grade eight, I was filled with anxiety and used to think about suicide all the time. I felt like no one loved me. When I received God's word and started reading it, realized the hope that was there for me. I was in this retreat in Northern BC where the Gideons began to show, read and teach me God's word. The message of healing and hope led me to the love of Christ. Now here I am with a real smile after years of nothing but fakes. Maya Simpson, 14-year-old indigenous camper. So if you hear these stories, and we, we hear them uh, over and over again, and, and that's kind of what, what the seeds we give out in, in um, Bibles or those scriptures, and you hear that back, you think it's one life changed. I, we don't even know how many lives get transformed and, and changed. And then that reminds me personally to say, or think, well, this is actually the real deal in, on this world. It's only another 60 years and I'm gone. I mean, and I'm young, right? But this is really what, what I think what matters in this life. And I forget about this all too easy on a daily basis. And uh, th yeah, these are the ones that encourage me. And if, well, I should say, if, if you have a heart for evangelizing and you ever thought about joining the Gideons, come talk to us later. Um, I think it's a great organization besides everybody can evangelize, but they have great 
we, we get great trainings, even for myself, and just builds up an encouragement. Yep, that's my part, I guess. <laughs> Thank you, Marius. It's always encouraging to have new members, younger members on my side again. Uh, I have to reorganize this here for a second. Yeah, my part is now to bring the message. And when I was looking through the Gideon magazine to prepare for this and find some, I found this wonderful poster. And if you could bring the headline. Right there. Now, you have the headline in Victor. Loving your church. And I'm inspired lately with the Canadian Gideons that they try to achieve way more working together with local churches. And to bring evangelism in, and you, you hear, these are testimonies from pastors that, that tell us how the evangelistic outreach of Gideons and other countries actually boosted their church and helped their church to, to reach out to people. And this sentence really caught my eye because now that we're working together with way more with churches than we did before, our Gideon, um, this is um, our Gideon board is encouraging us and calling out loving your church. And I think this is something that in, that in the last past years um, has not been the headline. But I think this is something, if we don't love something, it doesn't attract. And so this talked to me this morning and myself and I got really thinking about why do I love my church? Why keep on loving to go to church? I'm raised in a Christian family. I got, I went through lots of different churches. I, I was raised a Protestant Calvinistic. I got conformed, found, got saved, got baptized in a Baptist church, uh, then became a member in a Brethren church. And now I'm in a free evangelical church in Canada. And so I have a huge background of churches, but I'm loving my church and I left all my churches before and I'm loving going to church. And I think this article here in the Gideon is just a start. So he says, he says he'll gonna really go into detail and I'm not a theologian, so I'm, but he's, he's given us a little glimpse ahead here and he says the church is three things, he says, and that's what he would like to explore and I'm looking forward to it, but it's self-explanatory. The church is the body of Christ. So through church, the body of Christ, it gets visible in this world and in her mission, in her action, and in her actual force. The church shows the body of Christ in this world. Second, church is the huge humanity. And I know there's lots of forces out there that like to unify by uniform. Military is one good thing for it. 
But church is the only place where you can be who you are, but you're still unified under the cross and in the blood of Jesus Christ. That's the only true humanity we have in this world. And the other big thing is the church is the bride of Christ. Christ. We're looking forward that Jesus Christ is coming back. For me, the church is the ark, the ark of the Old Testament in the New Testament. This is the church is the ship that's going to sail us into the new heaven. And so I'm looking forward to his report. And he didn't go into details, so I looked something up and a devotion struck me. And if you want to follow, I'm going to go into Philippians 4, verses 2 to 9. I think it's going to 9. Could go on further. I think it'll... Didn't I? Yeah. Philippians 4, verses 2 to 9. And I found some scripture here that really explains why I love to go to church. And I'm pretty sure that you all find a lot, lot of more reasons, but I would just like to go along with the reasons I find in this text, why we should be loving our church. Let's read the first two verses, verse two and three. And it says, now I appeal to Euodia and Sintish, please, Because you belong to the Lord, settle your disagreement, and I ask you, my true partner, to help these two women, for they worked hard with me in telling others the good news. They worked along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are written in the book of life. And I'm loving church because I think church is the place where differences can be put away. And if we can't put them away ourselves, there should be a lot of wise people here that should help you to put differences away. Because differences have no place in church. And I think that's a great news, that God created a place where differences can be put away, dissolved wisely between wise people and done right. And he gives us the reason. Because... If we are in church, we all work together hard in telling others the good news. If you are here this morning going to church, you're telling others that you believe in the good news, that you believe in Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is your savior. That's the message the world receives from you today because you're sitting in this bench here today. So you're part of a way bigger thing that we sometimes don't see because we're just sitting in Swan River, but things are way bigger. This is a worldwide thing. The gospel goes all around the world now. And church is a spot where differences can stay behind. Isn't that great news? Verse four, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you're considerate in all you do. And remember, the Lord is coming soon. I'm loving church because it is a place to be joyful. This is a place where where we still sing, where we 
um, where we worship and where we sing. My father always told me, he said, if you're looking for good friends, look for a place where you sing together. And these are things that are not in fashion anymore, singing together. And it's greatly done all over the world in churches that we still sing and praise God together because there's lots to be joyful for. First of all, he's our savior. He saved us. He loves us the way we are. He takes us in. And Jesus is coming back. For a lot of people, this seems to be a threat. But for us, that should be a joyful thing. Jesus is coming back. He promised. And things are going to be better when he's coming back. I always love that scripture in Revelation where it says, every tear will be wiped off your eyes and never again. I'm just translating from out of German. I, I learned all my scripture in German, so <laughs> sometimes tough to. I really like the next verse. In Philippians 4 verse 6, it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And I, I love, I'm loving church because it is a worry-free place. I don't know, is there any other place in the world that is worry-free? This is a place where we can relax. We can think about things that are way above what we're doing and they're way bigger. And all our worries can be given right here to Jesus. And yeah, pluck into prayer, wonderful slogan. The power of prayer will Come evident in church when testimonies come forward, praise items brought forward. And sometimes, don't be afraid, sometimes small items can encourage others hugely. And I know there's a lot of things that we always can talk about and how God does things. And we can tell God what we need, and He's looking after. Even though sometimes what I think I need is sometimes way different what God gives. And having a farm and not having the big crop you always pray for is sometimes not what you need. You need faith in God that he's bringing you even through bad times. That strengthens us sometimes way more than having everything in abundance. I don't know. That's just my experience. Verse 7, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I'm loving church because it is such a peaceful place. There's something that the world looks for and looks for and can't find. They can't fill that void in their soul, and it's called peace. And it's called peace with God. If we don't fill that void, we're restless our whole life. You ever notice that? There's people out there that seem to me do way more, you know, get rid of the plastic, save trees, hug trees, whatever. And they do lots of things, but they just, they just can't fill that void in their heart. And we're driving to church using fossil fuels, but we're sitting here and we have peace that God has everything in his hands 
and holds everything in his hands. And that is a wonderful place to be in church, to have this peace that goes way beyond our understanding and definitely about my understanding. But I definitely want to receive that. One of the big things I'm going to church, loving to church, going to church, receive that peace of God. And now, dear brothers and sisters, we're in Philippians 4, verse 8. Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise and keep putting in practice all you learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. And I'm loving church because it is a place of learning what really matters in life. And there are some really big words. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Or fix your thoughts. Not even our action. Fix our thoughts. How tough that is. And what's true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Like, I need help with these things. And I'm glad that I found a church where I can do this. And I think that this church is right on to fixing your thoughts on the things that are important for eternity in life to fix your thoughts on these things. And we can keep putting that into practice, which means we can actually go out of here and put things in practice in the next seven days ahead of us. From this afternoon on, when we leave this building, keep putting things in practice. And I think that's the big thing, what I love on church, that we're learning what really matters in life. But we keep on practicing that. And I would like to end this with a little short testimony on putting these things in practice. And I believe that in the kingdom of God, there's no, no losers. God wants us to win. I come to a trade fair every, just been through Calico Corners. A couple of years ago, I'm coming to a trade fair and I enrolled and the lady said, yeah, we usually don't take two tables that sell the same stuff. But I said, well, I sell honey and beeswax candles. She said, oh, we have one with honey already, but not, nobody with beeswax candles, sorry. <clears throat> and so I'm going down there and I knew that I had some competition on the honey. When I'm arriving in the town and setting up my table, I realize it's, it's a good friend of mine that's my competitor on the honey and she actually buys the bees from me and she comes up to me and is furious and says, Eckhart, this is crazy. They promised me there's no competition here. Now you're showing up. It's always bad for the little guy when the big guy shows up, right? And um, I looked at her and said, you know what? You're a Christian, I'm a Christian. Don't you think by God, there's only winners? And all what God wants is that you sell your honey and that I'm gonna sell my honey. That's all we need. Let's fix our thoughts on that and go on this and sell. And I'm selling my candles and you're selling the other stuff that you have beside honey. And she said, okay, never thought about that. So we kept on selling. When the sale was over, I looked at her and said, so? I said, oh, I sold all my honey. I said, well, I had a very good sale too. So thank you very much. It worked out fine. And we could get our 
differences set aside, and we could bless that sale, and we both were blessed. And sometimes these little things just bless you. It just blessed me. That thought didn't come from me. It's just fixing your thoughts on Jesus. And wisdom comes to solve these little differences. And we sometimes, we feel, especially this last thing, and that's what I want to wish to everybody. Then the God of peace will be with you. And I think this is one of the most important things in my life, to take that God of peace with me wherever I go. The Lord bless you all. Thank you for listening to the Gideons. I would like to close with prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you, that you went to the cross for us, for our sins, and that you showed love to us when we were still sinners, and that you love us so much. And now it doesn't stop at the cross. Now, with your Holy Spirit and through your church, you're with us and you're going with us and you give us peace that is way beyond every understanding. And we thank you for that and give us the courage to set what we have learned to set that in practice during the week and that we reach out to other people and tell them, Lord Jesus is Lord and that we reach out to them so that they come to church again or come new to church and get saved. We pray for this valley and we pray a blessing over our homes and our farms and this valley that you are with it and you bless it beyond our understanding because you're a good God and we praise your holy name. Amen. Thanks for joining us. We hope we were able to provide wisdom and insight in your faith journey. If you would like to connect with us, you are welcome to join our service every Sunday morning at 1030. For more information, you can find us at facebook.com slash tbcswanriver. And if you would like to find more episodes of our podcast, go to anchor.fm slash templebaptistchurch or search on your favorite podcast app.